So my advice is what you focus on expands, be purposeful and just take action. Because if we took action, you know, if it's profit share, if it's investing, whatever it is, you're going to be fine. But if you do nothing, mm. you get nothing. Yeah. Great advice. Welcome to the Profit Share Mastery Podcast with your hosts, Linda and Press McKissick. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Profit Share uh, Mastery Podcast. Linda, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. How are you, Press? I am great. And we've got a wonderful guest speaker with us today, the one and only Mr. John Clyde, who yep. uh, doesn't really need much of an introduction. He also holds, he might hold the world record for the most KW titles, I think, in the whole ecosystem. <laughs> Yeah, John, I don't know if there's a role you haven't done um, in the company. And so thank you for being on. I want to give you an opportunity to, to talk about your journey at KW and who you are. So John, introduce yourself. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I do have a lot of roles. I, I got to start having like a shirt that has like all the roles on it. And it'll probably go in the back of it too. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, John Clady, you know, he just said it. I'm, I got, I'm a master of all these roles uh, inside the KW, and which means that I failed a whole lot. That's what that means. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, President Linda, the journey is is just that. Uh, it's one of those things where you start life and you you get out of college and you think you know everything, right? And you're gonna be a, you know, I'm gonna become a state trooper and I'm gonna retire and you know, whatever, 45, 40, whatever, 50 years old, and I'm going to live the dream and have enough money and just go off into paradise. That, that's what we all think. And uh, I think as you go through the journey, Lord, you start to say that I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> you start seeing other people that are retiring and looks like they're going back to work and it looks like they're really doing some other things. And it starts to get you to think that, you know, is this the journey and this is the path that I want to go on? Um, but that's kind of like, you know, not how I got to KW, but I, I think, you know, um, starting off being a state trooper um, really allowed me to kind of see, you know, so much good and bad. And then also understand that, you know, in life, you kind of, you know, it's what you make of it. And uh, when you're not happy, you know, you got to make decisions. And, you know, that's kind of, I think my journey was just looking at that that journey, the 25 year journey and like, do I want to go to the end or not? Or do I want to kind of go in a different direction? So lucky for me, I kind of decided to go in a different direction. So, so John, talk a little bit about that. Cause um, for those who don't know your story, you didn't get all the way to, you know, if you work a certain amount of years, then you get the retirement benefits and all that stuff. Will you kind of tell that story of what you decided to do instead? Yeah, so I, I ended up being a state trooper uh, for 17 years. Did Just like the KW, I had all these different roles, right? Narcotics, undercover, did all that. Um, and then I, I think the market, and I'm sure, uh, Prez, I don't know if you know, but Linda, I know you know, the market went crazy in the 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was one of the beneficiaries of that. So I started probably right around 2006 saying, like, this is fun. And like, I, I, I would just love to do this all day long. But, you know, I had 50 hour commitment to the state police. And it was, you know, I grew up knowing that that was a great life, right? You know, you get $100,000 salary, you got a car, you get benefits, perks, get out of jail, free cards, all that stuff, you know? <laughs> um, 
and I was taught you don't give that up, right? You, you know, I was in a blue collar town and it's, you know, you just don't give up a, a pension for life. So I really had a, journey, a struggle, a mental journey from I think 2007 to around 11, which kind of gets us out of that, that market we were in and started to kind of climb up a little bit. And that's when I said, you know what, like, I don't want to be feeling this way, going to work every day, I'm sick to my stomach, like not happy going there. And I really said, you know what, I got to make a change. And I remember like it was yesterday, I, I went to the sergeant uh, on duty and said, hey, uh, I think it was Friday. And I was like, hey, I, I think I'm going to think I'm going to leave the state police. And he's like looking at me, he's like, get, get out of here. Like, yeah, all right, whatever. I mean, he really blew me off and was like doing something else. I was like, Sarge, I, I'm, I'm going to leave the state police. He was like, what do you mean leave? <laughs> I, I mean, leave. And he, he didn't even know what to say. And after he knew I was for real, I said, listen, I prayed on it. I thought about it. Like, like I'm leaving. He, he said, you're serious. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, I, I've been thinking for years. Really, I didn't say 2007, but I've been thinking. And this was right around 2000. So this would have been 2012. No, 2014. I left uh, May, 1st, 2000, May 1st, 2014. And he said, well, listen, do me a favor. Take the weekend. Think about it. I said, okay, but my mind made up. And then I came back Monday morning, bright and early. He said, I want to leave. And, and, and uh, he got on the phone, called the, the, the captain. You know, I heard him say, yeah, you know, you know, Clay saying he wants to leave. And he was like, what? And he heard him on the phone. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> and they didn't even know what to do with me. They were like, we've never had this ever happen since, you know, 1921. They never had someone that just was resigning three years shy of their pension that didn't like get killed do something silly, you know, like they never seen it. So it took them like four days to call me in once they kind of talked to the pension board and all the, you know, how, what do we do with his gun? What do we do with this? So it was a journey, but it, it was something that was unprecedented that was never done before. Wow. Which I'm sure took a whole lot more courage on your part. Now, John, were you kind of investing in real estate on the side or were you selling real estate on the side? What were you what were you doing that made you realize that was a whole lot more fun than what you were doing? Yeah, I started off as a realtor. I didn't do a lot of deals. Uh, 1999, I got my license, did, you know, one deal here. They want two deals the second year. But my, I was with a small independent and he was an investor. Mm. And I, I watched all this money sitting on the table. And I'm used to seeing like, that's drug, that's drug money. You know? And I was like, <laughs> what is that? He's like, that's my rental properties. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> So and plus I, they're legal. Yeah, it was a legal, <laughs> like legal cash. And, and so that, that kind of piqued my interest. And, and you know, so I, I kind of got into that first before real estate, like I started investing and then that turned into a real estate career. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, and, you know, one way that you got into all the things that you're doing, John, is you said, yes, you know, a lot of people, and, and, and the thing you said yes to took even more courage because like you said, no one had done it before. And it was a mindset that you were taught differently on. And so what I love about this is the reason your life is as big as it is right now is because you said yes a lot and you had the courage to take that step and let go of something that wasn't giving you joy and wasn't giving you energy and had a deadline that you had to hit to that deadline to get that passive income. 
And so now you've switched, you're selling real estate. And what we really want to talk to you about a little bit is your profit share journey and, you know, kind of what, what's that been like? Press and I have a passion for helping a whole lot more people in Keller Williams take advantage of profit share. And, you know, I just think great stories like yours will do that. So you are not unfamiliar with the fact that there were things like pensions or retirement plans or things like that. So tell us when you first heard about profit share and what did you do and tell us your profit share journey. Yeah, so um, when I first got recruited, it, it was a textbook recruit, right? It was a, a guy that used to uh, uh, sell me investment properties, foreclosure. You know, he basically said, hey, you know, uh, you should always look at your sec second option. And he got me when I was like thinking about like opening up my, my own office anyway. So he got me at the right time. And he said, you should speak to my team leader. And the team leader happened to be an awesome, awesome friend, awesome guy. Uh, George Denny. And um, I spoke to him about it and he mentioned this profit share thing. And I was like, so you mean to tell me that if I'm influential, I can get money for that? <laughs> and, and at the time at Century 21, I had, I probably brought 20, not 20, like probably 50, 60 people on police officers, investors, or you know, I had a pretty decent sized team. So I never had problems bringing people, influencing people to, to come to whatever I, you know, I felt strongly about. So when I heard that, that really uh, piqued my interest. And then I actually had the wherewithal to think, I said, I probably can replace, replace my pension because my pension would have been, if I stayed three more years, it probably would have been around, I don't know, $65,000 a year for life. If wow. I, you know, and if I stayed, you know, for eight more years, it probably would have been 80,000 with benefits. So, you know, I wasn't far away from it, but I thought to myself, if I could master this part of it, meaning influencing people, because it really makes sense. And I believe in it, then I think I can, I can actually make up the pension. And I, I think it took me nine years to wow. actually maybe about eight years that I got right around that 65,000 mark. Um, and, and now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on my way to a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is really cool. That's so funny. Cause I just had this very conversation press with your older brother uh, last night or the night before. And I said to him, you know, things are not good. He's, he works for the sheriff's department and they're understaffed, you know, overworked, not paid well, all those things. And I said, well, you know, Bo, what about, you know, you could always come to work, you know, helping dad do the, the, you know, the nightly rentals or, you know, or something. And, you know, he just wants to hang in there for seven more years because he gets the most pension. And so it really, two things, one, it really makes sense how hard it was for you to make that decision. Uh, and the good news is now you had a, you had a challenge to make it be the right decision. And then number two, it, it made you aware to understand profit share better than probably most people did because you had a need to try to figure out how to make up that pension that you were going to, you were going to not get because you didn't stay. Yeah. What's your son's name? Uh, Bo, B-E-A-U. Yeah. So, so Bo should read a book uh, called Leaving Six Figures because, you know, that, that journey, you know, I, I had the same thought process on my journey of like, you know, I'm so close. I don't want to leave. And listen, if he's happy, like I tell a lot of friends of mine, if you love it and you're enjoying it, stay. Yeah. But if you're sitting there complaining, 
talking about retirement every day. You know, I got, you know, six years, 22 days and five minutes. Like, you know, you hear that, that you hear that. I'm like, man, maybe you should really think about this. And, and I think it's really a simple math equation. Think about how much you would make, you know, if you, like I did, and think about if you took 45, 40, 50 hours, whatever it is, and you put it into working with your family or working, doing anything that he's passionate about, could you make up the, the difference? And that's what he, he or anyone needs to figure out. Um, but life, I think seven years not being happy is just a life too long to do that, in my opinion. Well, and this is a great opportunity for those that want to recruit. You could be asking people that are in law enforcement, people that are teachers or people that are nurses right now, do you love what you're doing? And if they say, no, honestly, I don't. Or if you know someone and they don't seem to be happy in it, you can offer them a great gift by introducing them into Keller Williams and, and, and then build your profit share at the same time. Well, and Linda, as a great tool, to John's point, I want to just connect the dots on this. John wrote the book, Leaving Six Figures. And so, mm -hmm. John, I think that's been out for maybe 12 months, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, and uh, it, the book speaks to your story. And so it's a perfect tool. And I'm sure you've been using it as well to help attract people who are in those industries and showing them that there is a different path. You know, yeah, I'm gonna get, we're going to tell everybody on our profit share to get that book. What a great book to send out to potential recruits. I love it. That's I'm, I'm doing that immediately. You know, I'm going to Linda, you know, and, and honestly, I've given away the book more than I've sold it because it is a, it, it was always um, a passion project, not a profit project, meaning that if I can help someone not drive to work sick to their stomach every day and give them the courage. And, and, and I've had so many stories, people email me and text me and, and instant message me of like, thank you. You know, like I really thought I was alone and I just shared and all I really just shared a journey. And it's it just happened to be a KW journey, you know, because I had I grew up. I really grew up, I think, as a leader. I, I was an agent, a good agent. I was a mega agent before Keller Williams. But I think I grew up as a leader and I grew up as a businessman as I came through Keller Williams. And then when that profit share and leadership opportunities, you know all about that, Linda, you, you're, you're on a similar journey. And, and that's when it gets really fun, right? That's when you start talking wealth and you start giving other people the opportunity. And, and now you see them, and I'm sure you have plenty of people, you know, inside your profit share tree that are, you know, participants of all your, your blood, sweat and tears. And, and I'm starting to see that now, which is cool. I'm like, yes, they get it, yeah. they get it. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, and we call it building wealth while changing lives because each single one of us, John can point to a point to a place of, at a time that someone introduced us to Keller Williams and changed our life. And so to me, just focus on changing the lives and the money will come through the profit share program by itself. But what are some of your experiences of, um, you know, if you were talking to an audience who maybe isn't participating in profit share as, as much as you or I or, or press or anyone, what would you tell them about what are some of the things that you've done to help build your profit share that have really worked really well for you? You know, this is going to sound really simple. Just pick up the phone. <laughs> I, and, and it was no more clarity. I knew I was going to do this call. So I was, uh, we're launching a new market center in an mm -hmm. area. So part of my, my role, I told the, the new OP, I would help out. So I had a list of 10 and my list started at the top, meaning, you know, the top megas in this area. 
And it's funny, I, I actually text the, the people in this investment group, but my first two calls was a $30 million producer and a 19, almost a $20 million producer. Both of them got, I, both, I got both appointments within two minutes. And all I said was, did you hear that Cal Williams is coming to town? Uh, you're one of the top agents and we would love to have a cup of coffee with you. Would, you know, would that be something that interests you? And she said, I, I heard. And yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee with you. Awesome. Thank you. Now, I'm not even meeting them. There's going to be the OP candidate is actually going to meet them. So literally, I just was an ISA because yeah. I knew I wasn't going to meet them. But I got them two mega appointments that really seemed very, very positive. Now, the next seven calls were not interested. One said they would go to a mastermind or any training, but not interested. But the first two could be mega million dollar agents in your property share too. So anybody could have made that call. It didn't have to be me. Yeah, so true. That's that's a great point. That's that's so true. So um, you've built your profit share tree. Kind of talk about the journey. So did you get that right away when they were bringing you into Kellams? Did you did the profit share bell kind of go off for you because of pension, or did it take a while for that to click in and you start working on it? No, it. it you know what? I think I knew what it was, but I don't think I really knew until I started seeing like the money come in. Mm. Um, I think the first time I made a thousand dollars. I was like, whoa, whoa, like, you know, and then, and then the, 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 and I don't think I got that buzz again until I hit 10,000 in a month, in a month. And I got that, like, I think last year I got that 10,000. I was like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta get this thing going again, you know, but I remember the 1,000 and I remember the $10,000 months that really energized me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So how many people do you have? Do you know how many you have in your front line, John? I want to say the last I remember is about 28. 28. Okay. You're, you're getting close to me. I only have a, between Jimmy and I, we only have 33. So what is, what is, what do you think has been your biggest success is, was it people that were at your prior company? I always tell people in our profit share mastery, mm -hmm. if you come from another company, you should always make a call back into that company just to say, Hey, I wanted you out of, out of a professional courtesy. I wanted to let you know first you know, that I made a move and I just want you to know, I still want to be your friend. And if there's anything I can do to help you, you know, keep me in mind and then just end the call because you want to keep those doors open. Did you do that when you moved from Century 21 or what did you do? Um, well, you know, you... Uh, the, again, I'm sure other, other people had this maybe, but I, I was actually good friends with the guys that I was, the office I was with. And, um, you know, uh, it, it was an uncomfortable situation for both of us. And I was their top agent for years. So I really never called their roster at all. Now, when they called me, which I've got, I got those calls. I did my thing, but I never, I never really called anybody from that, that office. Um, but I will tell you that the buzz of me leaving, I was one of the top agents in that area. I got plenty of calls. And then obviously I call all the top people kind of say, I don't know if you heard I left, you know, I just wanted to tell you, I know I always love working with you. Nothing changes. And then, of course, they're going to say, well, why'd you go? And then you do your thing, you know, then you do your thing. But I do think that first four months is really important from the time I left because, it, you know, after a while, then it just becomes another agent that left, right? But that first couple of months, it's like a big deal. Like, whoa, why'd you do it? Tell me more. What's up? Uh, and then after that, it, it dissipates a little bit. So I highly re recommend that take advantage of that initial. But I think still... 
for me, and I know it's for you, Linda, because I've heard you, the passion doesn't leave me. So if someone talks to me, they're going to see how mm. passionate I am, not about profit share, not about money, about why I took Keller Williams. Because of all those things, not one thing, right? There's so many, there's the opportunity to training. I think Gary Keller is an amazing human being, probably one of the brightest minds in real estate. Like all those reasons, like I need to be on that team. I need to be part of that. And I can make an incredible passive income stream from doing so, which is why I think we're all pretty excited. And that's why you probably have this podcast because it's exciting. So yeah, John, I want to hear more about, you talked about influence. And I think that is... Um, when I look at the Lindas, the, the style of, of grow, recruiting and growing your downline that you've done, that Linda's done, influences everything. Can you talk a little bit more about influence? And then I want you to share with everyone a little bit about what it's like in a conversation with an agent to get them to go from, I'm intrigued, I'm not interested, to I'm interested, I'm, I'm willing to learn more. So kind of talk through that process of meeting with an agent and what, what you do in order to help maybe move the needle on their interest level. So I'm a scatterbrain. I, I got the last part. What was the first part? First part is influence. Talk about use, how you leverage influence and why you think it's important. Well, I, I you, you both have it, right? It's called being a good human being. Yeah. Um, I tried to be a good person all my life. I mean, not everybody's going to like you, but I, I tried to always treat people with respect. I don't care who they are, what they are, what they do, what's colored or skin that I could care less, right? Um, so I think that's the big part. The, the other part is I don't really, money doesn't drive me. It still doesn't to this day. Um, I, I think I get happy seeing people succeed. So I think when I talk to someone, I do have a caring, really, um, I have an ability for me to, to really say like, what could I do? Like, what could you do with Keller Williams? And before that, I used to be like a matchmaker, right? I want to see everyone find like their love, right? You know, like, you know, I was like always trying to set my friends up because I was like, I think you'd be great match, right? So really I do the same thing with Keller Williams. Like, I think you'd be a great OP. I think you'd be a great team leader. You know, for me now, I think you'd be a great RD or I think you'd be a great MC or whatever that role is. Um, you know, I feel really um, excited about finding people find their thing, right? And I, and, and so many people are trying to find it, right? There's a director of operations, there's, there's Livian, there's, there's so much, right? There's coaching, there's, there's just myriad of things that people can do. So to me, we have something for everybody. So if you're, you've got a good personality, you really care and passionate about what you want, you're going to drive, what's it, um, what's the thing? It's, a uh, what's the, 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 the magnet, opportunity magnet? Uh, opportunity map. Opportunity map. No, there's a, I forgot what it was, but in CV or in 30, 60, 90, one of them, there's a. Um, oh yeah. What are your magnets? What are your. Attra it's like your attraction people? magnets. Yeah. I yeah. forgot. What, oh, oh, value, validity, thrive. Oh, that's it. Right. You know, once people see, you know, if, you know, you or Linda or whatever, like 30 years ago or whenever we, whenever you started your journey, it might've been a little harder to get in business with people. Right. But now, you know, it's not as hard for me to get a bunch of people that want to work for me. Now I can get a chance to say yes, no, or maybe this is for you. Maybe it's not. So I think value validity thrive was also important on that thing because, you know, now I don't think Linda has to work too hard to want people to want to be part of her life. It's not that hard. Right. And that's because she did a great job of providing value for so many people and validity 
where now, I mean, it's just the thrive part for her. Yeah. Love that. And you hit right on it. You know, the, the formula that we teach in our profit share mastery course, um, John is relationships. Who do you love being a hero to? Who could you help for the next 25 years and never get tired of it? And then what's your validity? Cause no one's going to give you their precious time, um, to build a relationship with you unless you're valid to them. Right. And then what is their value gap that you can begin to drop things in to help them, whether they ever join you or not. And then at the end of the day, none of us are good enough to make a seller sell, a buyer buy, or an agent join. We can get them to self-discover. And I love with that in the very beginning, when you talked about that mega agent that, or the people that said, no, you didn't just let them shut the door. You said, would you be interested in coming to a mastermind or to an event? Because what you've learned and you know is that if you can get them to something, we can't make people join, but we can get them to something where they self-discover whether um, whether it's a right fit for them or not, whether it will make their life better and enhance their and their family's lives. You know, you remind me of something. Um, one time I cold called in an area I don't have any idea where, I mean, in somewhere in Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> I was looking for an OP candidate and I called a guy at C21 and I said, Hey, how you doing, John Clay, regional director? You know, Williams, how you doing? You know, giving you a call about an opportunity coming in Scranton, PA. And he was like, oh, sorry, man. I, I just literally got here, you know. So I could easily just hung up, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, man, really? Man, you sound like a really cool dude, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, let me ask you a question. If you were to start a real estate company, who were to, who comes to mind? Who's like one, two, three, or any, any names come to mind? And he sat there and he was like, kind of not going to answer me. And he was like, uh. I was like, come on, anybody, just give me something, you know, and then I'll let you go. And he was like, you know what? There's this guy, Dan, over here in this office all the time with this red book. And I'm like, the, the millionaire real estate agent? He's like, yeah. He's like, I was like, what's Dan's name? And he's like, I don't know his number, but his name is Dan Taylor. And it's a true story. It is Dan Taylor. And I was like, okay. And I hung up, called back, and now he's a team. He's been a team leader for almost five years, and he's going to be an OP. Uh, I think by the end of the year, I'm here. So I love that. I That's love that. What a what a great story. Well, one final question, John. This has been amazing. What one bit of advice? Because our goal for the Profit Share podcast is to get the message out more, to make people understand what a beautiful gift we've all been given to change people's lives and to have a byproduct of building wealth because of it, what would be the one bit of advice you would give someone that's listening about profit share and, and why they should do it? Or what would you do first? Just one bit of advice for anybody out there listening. This is going to be off the the beaten path, but I think it's, it's actually right on point of what you're asking. So one of the uh, agents on my team, I told her I would pay for, um, the purchase of a house and all the repairs if she finds a good investment property. And I kind of dilly-dally around, yeah, whatever. And I didn't really do anything about it. Now, I want you to fast forward. This is like two and a half years ago. So right around COVID time, like right before that. And then the market starts to get a little crazy. And then I get re-energized and remind her like, remember I told you a year ago, like we should do this and look, we just gave up all this money. And I, and then I reminded her again, we look back now that we probably lost about a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars of income. Now we made up about 110 over the last year, but if she did it when I said it, 
we would have done even better. But mm. I was not purposeful of telling her to do it. She did not lead. She did not block her time for it, and it never happened. So my advice is: what you focus on expands. Be purposeful and just take action. Because if we took action, you know, if it's profit share, if it's investing, whatever it is, you're going to be fine. But if you do nothing, mm. you get nothing. Yeah, great <laughs> advice. I love it. I love it. John, thank you so much. We totally appreciate it. I'm sure the profit share audience is going to love this also. And um, we just want to say thank you. And if you have not, uh, reach out to us at ProfitShareMastery.com. Check out, we've got an upcoming summit press. Want to tell them about that real quick, the upcoming Profit Share Summit? Yep. So you'll be the first to know. You'll see it all over uh, the internet. I don't want to spoil who's uh, speaking, but we do have John Clyde on the list. He is one of our our keynote speakers uh, with some additional rock star speakers. So be on the lookout uh, and that will be the Profit Share Summit. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out our Profit Share Mastery online course, Press is also in Josh and I've been working on some great opportunities for you to recruit new agents into your downline like Nick, who makes over 50,000 a year and only about a four year focus on it. So be sure and go over to ProfitShareMastery.com and check those out. And Press, I'll see you next week. And John, thank you so much. Hey, Linda, real quick. I like to give away stuff. Sure. Do you guys have listeners that, that reach out to you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll put a... I'll give away three books. You guys decide what they have to do to do it. And we'll, we'll, we'll sign them and we'll mail them to them if they give you their name and address and they do, they do whatever you want them to do. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, John. Appreciate that. What do, what do we want to do, Press? We want to say, you know... How do they reach us, Andy? I'm having to ask Andy how the heck people reach us. <laughs> Linda okay, yeah, just reach out at Linda at lindamckissick.com. Give us the three best takeaways you got from John's talk, and then we'll make a drawing, and we'll uh, make sure you get those books. Uh, and uh, be sure and get us your contact information so we know how to reach back out to you, and we'll make sure you get John's book. And I'm definitely getting John's book, probably multiple cases of them, because I just thought of a great recruiting idea with them. And so I'm, I'm super pumped. I got something out of this profit share uh, call that I think I'm going to use. So, uh, John, thank you so much. And press, I'll see you next time. All right. Great. Thanks, John. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye.